Hi everyone, welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian. I'm the host, Brian Ulrich. This is the first real episode of this program, and in this program I'm going to be telling you a little bit about myself so you can get to know me. In upcoming episodes I'll be talking to some of my friends and colleagues from around the industry. So I grew up in Colorado. I went to college at New Mexico Tech in central New Mexico. I never even applied to go to school at Colorado School of Mines or any other school. I kind of fell in love with New Mexico Tech when they set up a little table at my high school and they had postcards and pictures and it just looked like the nicest place to go. So originally I thought I was going to be a geologist. My grandmother influenced me in that. She was a rock hound and she turned me into a rock hound and I still have a lot of the rocks that she gave me. But I have a cousin who's a mining engineer and he convinced me to go into mining engineering. So I graduated with my first degree in mining engineering and I stayed in college because there was an industry downturn and I got my second bachelor's degree in geological engineering. From there I went to the US Bureau of Mines in Denver. I was in their underground rock mechanics group for a couple of years and that was some pretty fascinating times in there. After that, I joined an engineering consulting firm uh, specializing in tailings, mine waste, heap leach facilities, and the environmental aspects associated with that. So with that company, I was in Denver for about 10 years, and then I decided to go get my master's degree at the University of Alberta in Edmonton, Canada. So I got a master's in engineering and geotechnical engineering under the tutelage of some pretty notable practitioners including Nordy Morgenstern uh, who's a, a, a legend in the business and also Peter Robertson who I consider to be a friend and a mentor great guy a very very intelligent I use him as a resource almost continually so after I graduated from the U of A, I went back to Denver for a couple of years and then a spot opened up in our Johannesburg office. So I went to Johannesburg for four years, uh, lived in a few different places, but traveled around a lot for work and a, a lot for pleasure too. Um, I was at a mine site just about on a weekly basis there and so it was a really good mix of being inside and outside. Um, it worked in some really challenging environments there. Some tailings facilities were kind of a problem. So after after leaving Johannesburg after those four years, which was an industry downturn um, in most of the mining industry except in South Africa, and it was the exchange rate that really kept things kind of buoyant over there. So after returning from South Africa, we were briefly back in Denver. Uh, I think it was the day that I threw out the last cardboard box from our container that we brought back. My boss came to me and said, don't you feel like you could go to Elko, Nevada and run that office for us? It would have been a whole bunch easier if we were still packed up. But we, we gave it some thought and I actually asked my daughter if it would be okay. And she said, yeah. If you're going to do it, let's do it fast before I make any lifelong friends here. So we packed up, we sold our house and moved to Elko, Nevada. Uh, and we stayed there for about 10 years. Um, 
After about 10 years, my wife came to me and said, Brian, we've been running all over the world for the last dozen years for the company. It's time to go home now. And I looked at her and I said, well, that's great, but where's home? And she said, Denver. And so that worked out because my company obviously had a nice big office there in Denver and they welcomed me with open arms. And I worked there in the Denver office for a few more years. And I left that company about 18 months ago to work for the company I'm at right now, which is Stantec Consulting Services. So Stantec is a very large company, 22,000 employees, and we do everything from golf course architecture to large infrastructure design and, and uh, the section that I am in does surface mining infrastructure. So I'm still doing the same thing, tailings, mine waste, heap leach facilities. I'm mostly working in Latin America, which is interesting because previously I worked mostly in Nevada. I still enjoy working in Nevada and still pursuing work there. Uh, so professionally, I've made quite a few accomplishments that I'm pretty proud of. And one of those accomplishments is mentoring engineers as they rise up in the ranks. I've had several engineers who I've helped along the way and it feels really really good it really feels good to help people advance in their careers uh, I've saved a couple of tailings facilities from almost certain failure one of them was in Nicaragua this is a story where one of my colleagues was at the mine site and he notified me that they needed immediate help with the tailings facility, so I got on a plane as fast as I could. And when I got there, they took me on a tour of the tailings facility, and there was an area of the crest that had slumped away, and the tailings were almost at the top of the dam, and there was only about a one-foot width of that dam that was still intact. The rest of it had slumped downhill. And they were doing what they thought made sense to them, which was to raise the fill back up to the crest height. And of course, every time they did that, they would lose ground and the failure would be even worse than it had been previously. So I used a slope stability program that I had on my computer. And after doing a lot of research under the construction of the dam, and it wasn't very well uh, recorded and there was an illustration on one gentleman's whiteboard that helped me more than anything. So I did an engineering back analysis to find the strength of the materials that I needed and there was only really one material that was the clay in the dam which had failed and I input a tiny little earthquake because they said that there was an earthquake that was in the area so I looked that up and put those parameters in and what, what I ended up doing with that was des design a stabilizing buttress for the facility. Uh, I should have probably said that we immediately evacuated all the people in the dwellings downstream from there, and it was difficult. They didn't want to leave their homes, of course, but the mine gave them really nice packages to, to vacate, and eventually they did get out. 
And so I was there for the beginning of the buttress, and I worked on a couple of other things as well. And I was in the airport in Managua, Nicaragua, and there was an announcement that came over the PA speaker, Mr. Ulrich, Mr. Brian Ulrich, please stand by for a telephone call. So I waited and waited and waited and no phone call came. They started to board my airplane, so I went up to the counter and I was talking to the agent about a phone call that was coming through. And finally the entire plane had boarded and I'm just waiting for this phone call. It had probably been 20 minutes that it had passed. So I decided, well, I guess I'll get on the plane here. And they closed the door right behind me. And I flew home just worried sick, you know, if there had been a dam failure and I left the country, uh, I would have, that would have been horrible for the company and for me and, and for the mining company. So I got to the office the next day and I called down to the owners and I said, what was that about? And they said, oh, we, we had a situation here and we wanted to know what to do and we figured out what you would tell us. And I said, well, what would I have told you? And they said, built the buttress and that was the instruction that I gave them for for every one of their questions they would say what if it does this build a buttress what about this build a buttress and I'm very happy to say that the embankment was stabilized the crest was rebuilt and there was no breach ever and the facility is in closure right now I also looked after a tailings facility in South Africa that kept suffering all sorts of things there was a was a cyclone sand tailings dam, very large, uh, very high with lots of water on it and population centers right downstream from it. And we had one of the areas of the embankment slump. It slumped about six feet down and pushed out about six feet. And we had to very quickly understand what happened there. We did a lot of in situ testing. We installed instrumentation. There, there was already some instrumentation in the area which really helped. Um, but what it turned out to be was that they were building that portion of the embankment too rapidly, uh, much more rapidly than they ever had in the past. Unfortunately, because it was such a large facility, we could just move away from that area and not deposit anything, in fact, for an entire year. And when they started depositing again, we had to take pretty cautious uh, approaches to make sure that nothing was going to happen uh, to that embankment in that area again. At that same time, we had a very large sinkhole open up on the crest, and it was subsiding at a pretty fast rate. And I reached out to a lot of people to try to figure out how to remedy that, and I did not get a lot of help. But what I decided was to use a broadly graded filter everything from six inch down to sand size particles and we had a about a dump truck load of that go into it and then we cycloned sand on top of it to keep it closed and eventually that material worked its way down to what was a had been a broken pipe that was taking the material and transmitting it out of the tailings facility. We had one more episode on that tailings facility too, which was a more minor slump with some cracking, uh, but that was a little bit easier to resolve. 
I also saw the removal of a water dam that should have never been built. It was a, it was a fat clay dam on stiff fissured clay. And when the mining company discovered an ore body beneath that dam, I could not have been happier. And so the first thing that they did after they emptied the dam was to put a haul road right through the dam. So they, they cut a roadway right through the dam. And I went up there and inspected that. And it was pretty horrifying. You could see all these little slip circles called slicken sites where this embankment had been basically breathing, so shrinking and swelling, shrinking and swelling. And every time it did that, these little cup-shaped planes would slide back and forth on each other and polish themselves. And so I think we we escaped a tragedy there just by the fate of luck. And one of the one of the guys that I interviewed a little while back for an entry-level position, he asked me, Brian, why mining? And I gave him the wrong answer. I told him that I was just fascinated with mining, and I always, always had been the history and the historic mining, the Pikes Peak or bust. And it occurred to me sometime later that I gave him the wrong answer. I, what I should have said was that mine tailings and mine waste is every aspect of soil mechanics for a geotechnical engineer. It has slope stability, it has seepage, it has material selection, site investigations, lab testing, so many aspects, uh, earthquakes, seismicity, seismology, uh, interpretation of tests, situ testing. Uh, it, it really is just a geotechnical engineer's dream land to be playing in this kind of a thing. And I am going to call it quits on that, save some for later. And until next time, I'm Brian, and we're done. <laughs>